Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two Tom Bridges, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is John, and I play Percival Silverlight. Just a quick one this week, as uh, it's a bit of a bumper episode. Possibly one of the longest we've done. Remember to say hi on all the socials, on T-O-Triple-T-B podcast. And... Adventure! Percival Silverlight. Having relaxed somewhat in the heat of the local baths, we head back to the giggling squid to talk turkey, or Axbeak as the case may be. Our second day back in Portnianzaro is filled with meetings. We have decided to play it safe when talking to a kangaroo about the alchemist's jug not being entirely certain of his interest in something so valuable. We have also decided on several different avenues of research to find this death curse. We journeyed to the Temple of Savras to meet with Grandfather Zitembe, where we gave him the grave news of Inette's passing. On the plus side, Grandfather Zatembe is convinced we should be able to scry on the death curse now that we have given him its proper name, the Soulmonger. Upon leaving Zatembe's room, however, an inhuman voice is heard by Siliqui. Adventure! Siliqui, I think with you sort of like you're sort of presenting the portrait so you as the others start filing out you pop it down and turn to leave Mm -hmm. just before you go out the door you hear behind you a very hoarse voice which says to you the one who killed phoenix is coming beware the thunder And you turn round and see Grandfather Satembe. His eyes are rolling and he's sort of gone very stiff with his hands clenched around the headscarf. The tears have still left traces on his face and he has this moment, breathes deeply and then comes back out. I see the queen leans over and grabs his arm and... You okay, Father? Just in case he looks like he's going to fall. Would, would Zippy not have seen that as well? As he was making, as he was probably the last person to leave, as he was making the obeisance to him. You might not have heard the exact wording. Siliqui hears the exact uh-huh. wording, but you guys would mm-hmm. have just sort of heard that there was a disturbance of just this kind of hoarse voice comes from behind you. Um, and 
grandfather's tembe, when you take his arm to ask if he's all right, he just sort of looks up to you, a tear-strained face, and just says, of course, I'm perfectly fine. Well, as fine, as fine, of course, as he can yeah. be. Well, yeah. Sibi so so nudges um, yeah. uh, Siliqui and just sort of shakes his head and uh, gently helps Father Satembe to uh, to his seat again. Well, he hasn't he hasn't left his seat. He's still sat in his seat. He's, Sorry, in that case, I'll yeah. rewind a little bit. But yeah, the- think Harry Potter with um, uh, with. Yeah, Trelawney. It is. It's literally that. It's they yeah. goes in goes yeah. into a trance wherever they're standing or sitting, and then comes back and doesn't seem to realise yeah. anything weird's happened. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, well, Zibi will still sort of um, subtly sort of shake his head at um, Siliqui, and if he if he can if he can uh, feel at the back of his neck uh, that. <laughs> Uh, Rana or uh, <laughs> Ursula are going to start go. Uh, uh, what, 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 what was the, you know what was all that? Um, he will sort of um, <laughs> stand up really quickly and accidentally bump into them and sort of oh um, uh, come on then boys uh, let's be off now. <laughs> Indeed, sounds like sounds like he needs a fisherman's mm-hmm. friend. Siliqui <laughs> carries on walking out uh, with the guides, but she she's taken ever so slightly aback. Little bit quieter, but not obvious. She she's deep in thought while walking off. Um, mm-hmm. She's um, made her shudder as well. When when mm. we're leaving, yep, Mister DM. Yes. Um, is there? Can I see another senior cleric? Obviously, grandfather is the another senior cleric. Yeah, <laughs> not a Gary. Um, yeah, another another one of the priests of Severus. You would definitely, yeah, they kind of they kind of mingle. Might not be right outside, but you definitely would bump into one before you before you left. Uh, sort of taken by the, him or her by the elbow and just sort of uh, bend down to them and say, "You may want to um, double check on Grandfather Satembe. Um He may not have taken our news well." They look at you a bit puzzled because obviously not everybody was present at that sort mm-hmm. of reveal. But mm. they do sort of they they take note and they say, uh, very well. We shall shall go have a look at him. Good day to you. Make sure you look after him well. I we we do. He's had a bit of a shock. He has. What's happened? Uh, we'll, we'll let him tell you. It's um it's unfortunate, but um uh, don't push him. To, he might be worth just being a little bit gentle with him tonight and uh, making sure he's okay. Fair enough. We will do what uh, what we can to ensure to ensure he is well cared for, as we always do. Thank you. Right, yeah. Then you make your way out, um, and again, you know, Gary sort of gives you a bit of a wave um, as you go past. Um, <laughs> Fucking Gary. <laughs> yeah, it is. He is. He is now. He is recurring. It doesn't matter what's going on in the game. He is stood there <laughs> at the entrance of the temple. <laughs> yep. There to answer all of your NPC needs. Um, anyway, as long, uh, as long as it can be answered by a Gary. <laughs> um, so you now have sort of two choices ahead of you. You've been you've been to the Temple of Severas. Uh, Grandfather Tembe has said he will look into the Soulmonger, um, and that you should return tomorrow to hear about that. Are you going to go to Derek or to Wakanga next? Derek, Gary, or are you going to do something Sharon. completely different? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sandra, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we should go to Wakanga. Ord. I, I think we should go to uh, <laughs> Wakanga. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As he's only back there, we can see we can see him looking out the window, going, "Oi, hey. hmm. what are you guys doing?" Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Um, Siliqui, just as a sort of aside, mm-hmm. um, we I did I did say this earlier. You were the one that actually heard what Grandfather Satembe said. Are you going to talk to that about the others? Tell them what they said, because otherwise, I'm going to be under the assumption that none of the rest of you actually know what was said there. Um, not yet. No, she's no. she's thinking about it, and she's she's slightly thrown and shocked by it mm-hmm. as well. But um, yeah, she's she's not. She it's kind of you. You sort of carry on regardless at the moment. <laughs> but it's going to be in her head, obviously. She's thinking about it. Yeah, it's kind of you're a little bit more subdued, a little bit more self-absorbed um, so, than yeah. than usual. Yes. As we're walking along, though, to uh, Wakanga's, um, Percival just kind of turns around to the rest of the group and says, ah, probably a good thing we didn't mention. She turned into a zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, Nana, if you hear him say anything like that or you think he's going to say anything like that, that's when you need to interrupt. You did good earlier. You did try. I saw I saw you come out to distract him. <laughs> Percival, we need to have some talks and uh, some lessons of how, how and when you should... Like that. I didn't tell him. You know, we t- we keep talking about the inside and outside voices. <laughs> I didn't tell him. Still, you actually spoke really good, you know. I really liked what you said as well. That was really, really moving. But then if you followed it with that, good God. <laughs> uh, Percival. Yes. Something I, I meant to say earlier. Take some inspiration for that uh, heartwarming speech there. That was that was very well done. Oh, thank you. Um, as you are sort of chatting about Percival's less than appropriate comments once you've left the temple, you make your way across the the arched bridge that spans between the Temple of Severas and Golden Throne. Making your way to the somewhat familiar um, villa of Wakanga. Um, Wakanga is... No, Wakanga's over here, Zibi. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know I if that was... I thought it was one of the yeah. Uh, it, yep. Oh, Oh no! Actually, that is a good point. He was over here because he was right next to. Um, yes. He was He's right next to the right um, next to. Temple of Severus. That yeah. was yes. Sorry, my bad. Wreck on that. You didn't go across the bridge. Um, yes, inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> and back to the game. Forgetting yeah, it right. Yeah. I have two. I have two points of inspiration. Hooray! <laughs> I have none. Can you, can you I have, have one. one point of inspiration at a time. No. Uh, no, you can't. Can you can only have the one, can't you? Yeah, you can only you, can, you either have it or you don't. You can spend it on yourself or other people, though. It's not a you have it and you yourself use it. Yes. Right. Go across the road, and you enter Wakanga's villa. You get in, and you are led to the reception area, um, which is where you first met Wakanga to sort of to sort to wait for him to to actually come out. You are told Wakanga will be with you um, in just a moment. Um, and eventually Wakanga wanders on through jubilant at your return and eager to hear about your journeys in the jungle what have you found out Um, have you got any closer to finding the source of the death curse we managed to uh, to unveil one hex on our map I think that's pretty good going (laughs) 
Okay, for expedience sake, uh, you <laughs> fill him in on what you guys have Pretty been uh, what you guys have been doing. Yep. Yeah. yeah I think I think we agreed everything other than the jug. Yep. Yes, agreed yeah. everything other than the jug. Yeah. So what I'd like you guys to do is uh, one of you, um, whoever you'd like, do a deception roll. Uh, with advantage, because uh, presumably you guys are yeah. So it could be it could be any of you uh, guys. Zippy, allow me. Are you sure? Can do. Zippy's got a criminal background. Mm, yes, I have. Um, I've got a plus three on deception. You can do it if you like, Zips. Um. Unless Percival's just full of deception, who knows? Who would, <laughs> who's generally the most deceptive person? <laughs> um. No, you probably. On, we, oh, that would like, be that would be telling. It's hard to know. Percival seems like he's full no, of shit. That would be, be <laughs> like a uh, metagaming pigeon, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah. right. So um, that would be okay. a metagaming um, pigeon. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, okay, I will. But uh, you said with advantage, didn't you? So uh, right. With so, advantage, yes. Would, and I think I think we'd already decided that it were uh, Siliqui and Zibi were the two going to be speaking to him anyway, weren't we? So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. Let me roll. Primarily, yeah. No, it's a fourteen plus three, seventeen, and with advantage, exactly the same. Exactly the oh, same. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so seventeen. Okay. So, it's not bad. Um, you're talking through your adventure, your discovery of well, I say discovery. Obviously, it had been discovered by the Order of the Gauntlet, but uh, Wakanga is is keenly interested in hearing about the uh, the house of the crocodile that you guys went to and mm-hmm. when you come to the part where you say that you you just just quite weren't able to get past the uh, the booby traps Wakanga just kind of he, he pauses and just sort of says and you just left well no not entirely we um one of our party, um, somebody who we talk as well, um, she sadly passed away because of all the traps. It was um, it was very, very sad. Um, we only just about made it out with our lives. And then the uh, the big group at that as well of, of goblins on top of each other, mm-hmm. they were stacking uh, goblins. They, um, they then called upon a big mass of undead. It was awful. We are going back out there again. Again, for expedience sake, you talking through the rest of your adventure presumably including the order of the gauntlet is that correct yeah yeah Yeah. i think so Mm -hmm. absolutely so all the while you're talking wakanga whereas before he was you know quite genial and welcoming for the rest of it his eyes are ever so slightly more narrowed and he just he looks not stony faced but he's he's lost some of his smile and you get the sense that he knows you're not quite telling him everything but he doesn't seem to sort of raise it. He seems to just be kind of brushing it off as uh, their choice. But basically, everything we, um, the specifics you hired us to do, we are still doing. We are going by all of that you asked us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not, he's not like accusing you of anything or saying, oh, you've done something wrong. It's basically, you know, that he's cottoned on to the fact that you're trying to distract him from something else. Mm-hmm. And. He's accepting the fact that okay, you don't want to you don't want to talk about it, but he just he knows that you know that makes sense. So we're yeah, so we we still got a lot to cover. We still got a lot a lot of places to go. We do need to um, refill. So we have learned from this time the first time that we definitely need a lot more supplies and possibly an extra canoe. 
canoes are easy enough to buy from uh, a cane. Is there anything else? Anybody else wants to... Uh... No, I think that was... Um, we need to set up a meeting with Joe Bull. Actually, Percival, if you if you want to um, ask him. Um, uh, Mr. Wakanga. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, that you realise that uh, we do need assistance in in many things, and we've we've yes. actually uh, discovered that we need some assistance with regards to getting in contact with uh, Jobel, with regards to one of his guides, a a, a dwarf by the name of uh, Musharib, I believe. A specific guide? Yes. Well, we've been asked to uh, to talk to this guide. Um, uh, it was the Order of the Gauntlet. One of the one of the members of the Gauntlet. Uh, they need some assistance from Jobel, and uh, we're we're going to uh, help them. Well, certainly sounds like this order definitely needs your aid and needs the aid of the Merchant Princes if it is to survive. Frankly, from the sounds of things, it's surprising they survived at all past their attack at, uh, at Righteous. Setting up a meeting with Jobel would be easily arranged. To be honest, he spends most of his time either at home or at the Colosseum. Okay. If you wish to meet up with him, I believe there is going to be a set of fights tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Do we know his address? Do we know where he lives? Uh, Wakanga tells you that, yes, he is one of the villas. However, turning up unannounced is generally not a good way to meet up with the merchant princes while they're yeah while they're at home if you just turn up at their front door they're not likely to receive you wakanga's an exception because you know he's brought you guys in so he knows that you guys are helping Syndra. but for most of the merchant princes if you just rocked up at their home without being invited or without knowing them beforehand they're not likely to receive you uh what wakanga says is that he can uh find out where Jobel is and as he says he thinks there's going to be fights at the Colosseum tomorrow mm-hmm. at which point you know Jobel would be more than eager to chat with prospective customers for his guides okay he does though mention Wakanga does say just perhaps don't mention to Jobel that you made a trip into the jungle already would be my advice Jobel is very shall we say precious about his guides and uh, others abusing that particular commerce that he has a monopoly on. Okay. Yourself, and he looks here towards Rana, would probably not be very safe if, say, Jobel were to find out that you acted as guide for your friends. It's okay. We don't need to tell him that Rana was a guide. No reason why we can't just have Rana as an extra adventurer. He's got his own skill set. A friendly native. Rana Indeed. Says, Indeed. Or a friendly pet. <laughs> no. He is. Have you ever seen Rana when he's a tiger? He's beautiful. It's, it's, the orange hair is, is beautiful. It shines in the light. It's lovely. <laughs> Radiant. So Wakanga essentially says that he will be able to set you up with a meeting with Jobel tomorrow, probably around midday. He asks you to come up to the Colosseum and ask for himself and that that would be sort of the easiest way to get this introduction. He can introduce you to Jobel, and you can have this meeting with him. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Wakanga. Is there anything else you wanted to talk through with Wakanga? You effectively, you know, done the sort of checkpoint sort of area um, of sort of filling in Wakanga. (laughs) Yeah, the save point, Um, for want of a better Cool, that means I can die and then come back to this point. Yeah, theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, I, it, again, it depends on circumstances. Right, so looking through the active quests, um, things that we... That, do we need to ask Wakangra about any of these? So the Soulmonger, we've asked Grandfather's attempt, eh? Vaughn is Yo-Yark thing, isn't it? Because we've got to find the rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Yo-Yark. So we need to find Yo-Yark. No, no that'll, that'll be a different clue about that. Um, the order... Oh, the order stands. What's that? Uh, oh, so that's missive. No. We don't need to worry about that. Cause we're we going to do that in a minute talk- anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aldani Basin is again probably grandfather's mm-hmm. But bear in mind that we we uh, might also want to talk to him with regards to the Aldani man, um, or p- potential lobster dude. Yeah. Although uh, you could try. Although a lot of people, as Greg said, in Chult will probably laugh at that, and, and you know. Yeah, but uh, according. To Greg, uh, Wakanga is also a font of knowledge of Chult, mm. so he might know something. We could try it. I mean, we could also, after that, we, if we go to a sort of library type place anyway, because we need to do well, some that's research. One exists. I don't know mm-hmm. if they do. Do they, Greg? Book so, book yeah, a temple. Uh, yeah. Things, the, the closest thing you've got to a library in uh, Portney and Zaro is probably uh, the Temple of Severas. There mm. likely mm-hmm. is a library in there as part of their whole, because they are, they are about divination and knowledge. Mm. Um, that's likely to be the only place you'll have an actual library. Again, sort of assuming that you were generally kind of asking Wakanga this at some point, if you were looking for holy knowledge, then mm-hmm. there is a church, the the gold-topped, domed... Oh, yeah, we saw that before. Uh, Oh, the structure pretty place that, that we saw. Yeah. The pretty place that you this saw is on your way to the baths. That mm-hmm. is the sort of grand, like... Grand Cathedral is not the right word, but that is effectively what they what it is. It is the center of the yeah. um, sort of religious well-being of Portney and Zaro. The fancy religious house. Yeah, yeah, fancy religious house. You would probably find things there like religious texts, but not necessarily mm-hmm. like lost lore or anything like that. That would probably more be in the Temple of yeah. Severas or possibly with Wakanga, because again, as I say, Wakanga deals in lore. Yeah, exactly. Which oh, is okay. why I was going to ask him. Hmm. Yeah, so if that's going to be what you ask, being friends of Wakanga, he does invite you. If you have research you want to do, you can spend an afternoon having a look through his private library. Though, of course, he says he will not lend you any of the books. You are free to sort of spend an hour or two perusing them if you want to. If there's something particularly you want to look up. Yeah, so we should we should look up the old Chult Kingdom, maybe. See if we can get any uh, clues within that. You know, for the losses thing of finding the. Um, the fragments of the stones and stuff. I don't know if it'd be, well, it'd be useful for us non-natives to know about the old Chelk Kingdom. I, I think there are kind of a few key things that we need to have a look at. So I'm, I'm just going to list off yeah. what I can remember and what I've got written down. So mm-hmm. there's there's the Aldani yep, man sure. who is potentially a, a lobster person. Let's see if we can find anything more about that. Right, so... Sorry, just... Going again on the Aldani man. So is that the the ice stalks thing, or are you talking about the? Do you mean lobster folk, or do you mean the guy, guy in the red robe? Yeah, the lobster folk. The lobster folk thing. Right. Okay. Yep. The guy in the red robe. Uh, well, that that's that, no. The guy lobster in the folk. red robe as well was, was somebody else that I was looking at. Sorry, I probably should be more specific. Um, <laughs> the guy in the red robe. I would like to also speak to somebody about religious as well to see if that's uh, religious yeah, robe. Yeah, yeah, it's worth mm-hmm. worth finding yep. that out. Because they've got the yeah, necklaces and stuff on, didn't and, they? And yeah. I don't believe that we actually checked out uh, Nangalore or, or Alunga. No, I haven't asked Wakanga about those yet. Nope. So it's, it's probably worth a little bit of a deep dive with uh, with him. Okay. So. Anything else? 
That's it. I so think here. it's him at the moment because, um, yeah, because the main things we needed to ask him as well was about the other prince and then, you know, to go from there. Um, you asked him oh, a bit about both. Um, um, anything else what we need from him as well? Like, what's not on our list of um, Actually, d- d- something that I, I will ask Wakanga directly. Um, hmm? Wakanga, um, I don't know if, if you have any idea about this at all, but uh, as, as we were coming out of the jungle, we did come across um, two gentlemen. Uh, one, I believe, went by the name of Dragonbait, and he, he essentially looked like a kind of a, a dino person. Um, had interesting smells. Um, and there was another gentleman with them. And I don't suppose you know who they may be. A Saurian. Wakanga kind of... Do I, do I hear Percival say that? I imagine so. We're all in the room together. Yeah. Uh, yes. I imagine so. That, yeah, you're all, yeah, you're all in the same room. Percival, I draw the uh, symbols of Ronnie's buckles. Maybe that will help. And I show, give Percival the picture oh, of yeah. the buckles. You did. Remember? He, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Dragonbait or whatever his name is? Uh, Dragonbait, yeah. I don't know, so, somebody had fancy buckles and I drew pictures of them. <laughs> Wakunga's eyes, they give away that the slight level of excitement when you mention the dino-born. Right. And when he sees the symbols, he sits up straight and says, you met this man in the jungle? Um, apparently so. Where? Um, on the, on the river. Um, Where, man? Where uh, did you see him? Uh, I point to the map. I Basically on the uh, Sochian Star. And which way was he travelling? Uh, south, I believe. South. He was head, heading heading towards the Aldani Basin. Wakanga, he's stroking his beard and is looking at the map and seems to be sort of muttering to himself and you just catch the kind of words, but why? I, and then sort of looks up as if coming back out of a river, he's saying, my apologies. This man, this man needs to be found. And soon. I believe the man you found in the jungle is Artus Simba. Oh! Artus Simba. What's the um, importance of him? There are quite a few people looking for him right now. (laughs) Right, hang on a sec. We have Mm -hmm. dealt with this guy. Not personally, but... Artus Simba, member of mystery group, the Harl... Harpers. Ooh. Harpers. The Harpers. Harpers. Sorry, I was trying to read what the um, <laughs> why I'm writing mm-hmm. said. Um, yeah, so okay. So Oh, yeah. Assassins want Grandfather to find artists. Artists is a member of the mystery group Harpers. of Harpies. Harpers. Harpers. Not Harpies. Harpies. Sorry. Yeah. Slightly different. <laughs> yeah. They're totally different. Harpies! <laughs> Wakanga yeah. explains, somewhat excited, the emotion that exactly is coming from him is a little hard to define. It's definitely a kind of energetic, almost fervour that you haven't really seen from Wakanga before. He says that Artus has been hunted both by the Zentorim and by members of this uh, mystery group called the called the Harpers and in fact by quite a few people because he is something of a legend. Wakanga sort of refers to him having found something. He doesn't say what but whatever it was that um, Artis found, it's clearly got Wakanga excited, and he tells you that he needs to see Artis because if he can be found, if he can be helped to safety, 
then Artus has something of immense value. Okay. But uh, Wakanga, this could be really dangerous for us, and it's not the same job that we were hired for by Syndra. That's a very different sideline. Why why would you want us to find him for you? I and mean, what's in it for us? But also, what, what does it mean to you? What's so important about what this artist has? I'm afraid that particular knowledge, I, I can't tell you why, why I need him. Not right now. I am afraid it is sensitive information, you understand. I understand about sensitive information and trusting people, yes. I, never, I do know that it takes a while to, um, to gain the trust of people <laughs> to be able to open to them, to um, reveal everything that's necessary. I, mean, you know, I jokes, do understand that, like that. I'm, so, I'm yeah. not an easily trusting person myself. It takes me a while sometimes. Mm. There's a, I, can, can you hear a muttering? I'm trying to have a deep conversation with you here, Wakanga, and I, can hear, I don't even recognise the voice, but I can hear some muttering going There's on. a Gary over in the corner. In response to your uh, your talk of yeah of people trusting uh, trusting each other, Wakanga does just kind of he gives sort of like a a sort of a meaningful look of just kind of like I'm not sure I can trust you guys yet. I understand. Um, you will learn. You we will work you together. You will learn to trust us. <laughs> I kind of look at not side eye like evil, but a knowing look of we both need to trust each other. We need to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wakanga. He recognises that this isn't, you know, you have a valid point. This isn't the job that you were brought on for. However, if Artis can be found and brought to Wakanga, preferably in secret, then he would be willing to pay you a handsome sum of money for services rendered. And uh, let, let me just get this straight, Wakanga. Um, so, Artis needs to be seen by you so that you can give him something of unimaginable wealth. Is that correct? No, I no. think it's the other way, possibly. <laughs> I think he's... Art, Artis um, has something that Wakanga wants. Okay. And Wakanga wants us to bring Artis without anybody seeing or knowing to him. Why exactly would Artis do this? What's in it for Artis? For Artis, we can provide him with protection and potentially help him find the answers he seeks. From what we have learnt, he is in Cholt, searching for his wife. I see. As in a new <laughs> wife, or like no, an actual no, wife? His, you know? his wife, not a wife. That is desperation, isn't it? <laughs> that is. <laughs> okay, not, not a new wife. I'm finding a new wife. Cynically perking up a bit, going, hello, his wife? Hello? <laughs> What are you, I'm the only female here. What are you trying to do to me? Yeah. He's paddling south into the disease undead infested jungles because he's tried all the civilized cities of the world and he's had no luck. And he's thought, where's the only place I haven't looked for? All? Exactly. That desolate, that fetid, disease ridden wasteland is the only place I haven't looked. So I'm sure if I go there, there'll be one there it's for me. Perfectly reasonable. Um, hey, look, man, I don't, I don't decide the game. Oh, wait, I do. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I remember um, we did have a bit of a run-in with um, some guys who were looking for artists before. When we uh, 
first speaking to a grandfather Zitembe, there were some very unsavory fellows um, who looked like they were um, trying to cause trouble for grandfather and were shouting at him. They were also looking for artists, so I know um, there's a lot of people um, looking for him at the moment. Uh, it's the Thames entire Yeah, that's the fellas. And you see Percival looking through his book. The Zentarim mustn't get to Artis before we do. That is imperative. They are looking to kill him. Okay. Okay. Uh, Siliqui is not being as flirty mm. this time with Wakanga. She's um, yes. She's talking about what needs to be discussed, but she's a bit busy of mind, I think, mm. in that way. But she's um, she's not getting her uh, cat and mouse game on. I imagine. It's- Still a little bit, probably knocked for six from the uh, Satembe uh, prediction. So that is that sort of aspect. Again, if you want to keep trying to persuade Wakanga to talk about it, you can do. But essentially, that is all Wakanga is yeah. is willing to say. Uh, f- from an outside perspective, from from <laughs> like um, completely metagaming, I, I'm fairly certain that that us being a bit shady with the jug probably hasn't put him on the uh, great terms with us right the second so he's not going to give maybe as much right as we want now, maybe no. want that is a very accurate <laughs> metagaming viewpoint yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that we, uh, we do have a few um, different things we have to do today uh, but we are going to be in the area now for a few days I think aren't we guys? don't forget we did we were also asking about uh, the Aldani uh, lobster man I was just about to yeah. yeah, the the Aldani hooded robe man <laughs> and Nagalore and uh, Arunga as well. Well, Siliqui's not going to ask about the lobster folk because she's uh, already been told that people laugh that people mention that. Siliqui's not going to make herself look a tit in front of Wakanda. No, that's fine. I'm, uh, yeah. It's what Perc- <laughs> Percival's great at doing that, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> so which, which one are you asking him first? Do you ask him about the lobster man? I will ask about... The, the hooded red um, robed man uh, that we saw uh, just outside of okay. uh, Camp Righteous. Well, Kanga, would you mind terribly if I sat down and had some water? It's quite hot in here. <laughs> Is there any air con? Jesus. Of course. As before, it's kind of like, you know, if you want some refreshments, Wakanga's more than willing to wave in some servants that will, that will uh, provide. Um talk of the uh, red-robed figure that you guys mm-hmm. saw doesn't elicit a response from Wakanga. He thinks about it and doesn't seem to ring a bell right now. Mm-hmm. You're not sure if it's because the way you've described it hasn't made a click for him. Like with identifying artists, of it's course. kind of like you might not have described the right symbols that would help him recognise who yeah. it is. So he, yeah, unfortunately he doesn't recognise no, that's, that's um, what that might be. It's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, and then I think moving on to uh, possibly just talking in like, you know, children's rhymes now. I don't know. But um, I've, we, we heard about a race of people called the, the Aldani. Um, and I describe actually what, what we saw as well. As as uh, Siliqui's kind of predicted, Wakanga at first makes light of the Aldani as, you know, just a superstition told around campfires. Clearly sort of knowing of the legend, but taking no seriousness to it. However, when you describe it, he his face 
falls slightly, but he then quickly hitches his face back up into a smile and just dismisses it as that's a very good story and uh, one that he will certainly be uh, telling to others around the dining table. You get the impression that he hasn't really taken you seriously. Fair enough. Especially as he then himself, he assures you that the Aldani, they are a, they're a morality tale. You know, Uptal basically punished a tribe that used to live in Chalt for overfishing their rivers mm -hmm. to become the very creatures that they'd overfished. It's, it's a morality tale. It's, there's no more truth to it. But I enjoy a good horror-filled suspense story. Is there anything you can tell us more about it or possibly where to find more information about it? Uh, writer's curiosity. If you wish to read about the legend, I'm sure I have a copy of it somewhere in my library. Oh, thank you. Um, but as for finding it, I mean, legend says they're in the Aldani Basin. That's, funnily enough, why it's named that. Uh, but as far as I know, I don't think anything really could survive out there for very long. Say that again. <laughs> um, what was it, the last thing you wanted to talk about? The Mangalore and Orolunga. Okay, so Nangalore is a city that Wakanga describes as being a ruined paradise. An ancient queen of Chalt apparently had the gardens made for her as a present from her lover. But Ooh. something, he's not entirely sure what, went wrong. And it's now spoken of as it was a scandal of the ancient times. Hearts were broken and, you know, love was lost. But as far as he knows, it's now just a crumbling ruin somewhere in the, the jungle, but supposed to contain exotic flowers and flora unseen anywhere else in Chalt. Oralonga, on the other hand, is a little bit more of a curious one where Wakanga kind of... He's, he's heard it mentioned here and there, but not as a specific place. It's more like it's kind of... It was some sort of mystic or sacred area but he was never entirely sure what made it sacred. And that is, yeah, that's all that Wakanga is able to impart to you for that. Um, I would then assume that you guys set off to your next location. Yes, yes. that sounds like a plan. Okay, so you remember from last time where Leric was staying. Now, Leric is staying in what is effectively like a sort of hotel complex. It's not as heavily guarded as, say, Wakanga's villa. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a small sort of hedgerow that stops you from just walking straight in. But it's only really guarded by a gate. Okay. No gate can stop me. <laughs> Ask for Leric, and you are shown through to the sort of lounge area, um, which this time is inside, so it's sort of it's sheltered from the rain. So Leric comes on through, and you can see, even in the sort of short time that you've spent away, Leric seems to have put on a little bit more weight than you remember from last time and is still sort of dressed in this kind of this finery that just he's trying to keep up an act you can see that several laces have been sort of undone and to sort of keep off the heat because even though the room's coming down it's still quite warm mm. uh, and as Leric comes in he says um, uh, can Siliqui do an insight check? Uh, you want to do an insight check? Uh, for what? Uh, for whether or not just... it's actually Leric well, not only if it's Leric, but also just to see if she can gather anything as well, like in more detail from looking at him to, to see if she can work out what's what's wrong with him. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, roll me an insight. I should have waited a sec to be finished, just in case you told us some nice little nuggets anyway, shouldn't I? Juicy nuggets. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm, kind of, oh, I'm kind of seven. thinking this is... Seven and Did you just five. get the rest of the sentence? Yeah, 12. 
12. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes, totally you... Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. Uh, yes, you can see... You can see that Lyric is clearly by the by the fact that he has put on, you know, it's not a massive amount. You can tell that Lyric is definitely some kind of he's that kind of noble that likes to sit on his laurels. He doesn't like to doesn't like to do hard work and clearly just the atmosphere in Portney and Zaro isn't agreeing with him. You can see quite large sweat patches on his um uh for want of a better word, robes. Well, they're probably not robes, but his, his clothing has definitely got the sort of little dark patches under his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't be surprised when you sort of catch a glimpse of his back, there's some sweat on there as well. But he's clearly tried to do himself up, to sort of almost like capture that feeling of uh, nobility that he's he's used to back home. He's trying to keep up appearances. All this you take in as he walks across the room and then, you know, says what he was going to say uh, before he was interrupted with an inside check. Um, <laughs> let's... <laughs> There's, ah yes, yes. You're uh, you're one of the parties looking uh, looking for Orolongo. Uh, have you have you had any luck? Do you yes. have a map to uh, to the, submit? The A team, yes, yes, definitely the A team. Yes, uh, no map at the moment, Mister Dashlin. Lovely to see you there. And and the same to you, I'm sure. But if you've not come with a map then what is your purpose here hello miss dashlin um we've come back we uh we we started on our adventures and um we have started to fill out our maps and have a look for our longer and the other place and the narrow something i've forgotten the name right nangalore now, that's the look, look here um, look we've we've got an in- entire hex that's opened up to us we have we've um <laughs> yeah, we, we've been trying to discover things we um we did go to camp righteous and um, to... sadly, Camp Righteous is no more. Camp Righteous is no more. What? The the camp itself. There was um, there's been a bit of trouble. Um, but we did find the remaining people. Um, and they have given us some documents and different things, some missives for you. They are trying their best. They're lovely people, but they um, they are struggling, and they they desperately need some supplies. And um, they asked us to bring this to you. That's why we're back early. Hey, they had a wee bit of a kerfuffle. That's putting it mildly. I thought it was putting it quite strong there, but okay. <laughs> so, Lerick, continuing on from your insights, Siliqui, you can see that the news that Camp Rogers has fallen is, uh, is something that, that Lerick takes quite hard. He definitely has a very, a very genuine sense of shock on his face when you tell him that it's fallen. However, the news that the Order is still out there and has set up a new camp intrigues him. And he, he takes, I assume, are you offering the missives to him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm assuming. Yep. Is everyone good? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He takes the missives from you and says, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I. This is really is quite a pity. I thought the order were a bit more a bit more prepared than this. Oh, they were meant to be the, the main thrust of our, uh, shall we say, investigations of these lands. And oh, to hear that they've fallen so short. I think they may have been outnumbered, and um, I think they were a bit bombarded. I don't think they were expecting the attack when they when it came. Out, outnumbered? They, what 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 was their what was their demise? Well, you see, we've we've heard it third-handed, really, because we um, by the time we got to Camp Righteous, it was desolate, you see, and we had. Um, have you heard of Andrel Silvertusk? Oh, Silvertusk! Yes, yes. I, she uh, she briefly asked me for a horse. Not that, to be honest, any horses are of any use in this blasted place. Yeah, I think she was a bit um, 
what's the word, waylaid or... or Naive? I think she, no, I think she was given false information <laughs> of the best way to travel around um, Chods, really. But she came with us and um, we got to Camp Righteous and it was desolate. We continued down the river and we found... They've called it Camp Vengeance, apparently according to a very... Um, a lovely man with an incredibly orange mohawk and beard. He told us that Camp Vengeance is built a lot stronger to withstand such enemies again. So we didn't see the enemies. Uh, or um, we, we got the feeling it would be like, well, well to put it bluntly, it was um, undead and, um, and some horrible goblins. We did find a couple of the goblins and they did pay for I it. Think, I think the cause of death was the undead by the hand of goblins. They were kind of pushed into it, you see. There's quite a ring to that. You might be on to something there. It does. But where it? exactly... Oh, hang on. You see Percival, you see Percival pull out a, uh, a notebook and just screw <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, I think I'll use that, yeah. Title for chapter. Where exactly is this uh, this this camp? Can, can you show me? Well, yes. Rana, R- Rana turns to approximately south and just points. <laughs> He's not wrong, you know. Very helpful. But uh, do you do you perhaps have a have have a map that you could show me? Just show me the exact location. Yeah, I, I think we pull out the map and uh, oh, yes. show him. <laughs> non- yeah. Nonsense aside. Um, <laughs> no, never, no I, I do I do appreciate that that uh, that response, Toby. <laughs> Ron is a very literal man here. Uh, yeah, really? I couldn't tell. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Lerick, do you mind me calling you Lerick, or would you prefer me to call you Mr. Dashlin? Uh, I'd, I'd prefer Mr. Dashlin, if, if you wouldn't mind. That's not a problem, Mr. Dashlin. OK, Derek. <laughs> um, Mr. Dashlin, sorry about that. He gives you a look. <laughs> he gives you... Um, how are you settling in? I, I understand that um, you, you haven't been in charge that long yourself, either. Uh, to tell you the truth, I don't know why I went slightly Scottish there. <laughs> to tell you the truth, no, no, <laughs> I promise I wasn't. <laughs> we watched Brave recently, and it's got in my head. Uh, <laughs> to tell you the truth, it's it's really not my cup of tea. This uh, this whole business, but the Lords Alliance needed somebody in Portney and Zara, and I thought perhaps with. Well, with the order of the gauntlet going, if you know, we could get some sort of uh, what? What is it? The the, the merchants call it a uh, squid pro quo, I think. <laughs> uh, no, quid pro quo. Rana Rana looks confused and says, and says, what what does this have to do with squid? And what is a pro quo? And leans forward intently. <laughs> Percival takes a step backwards. <laughs> <laughs> In essence, my good man, it's it comes down to well, you scratch my back, I scratch your back, you know. Rana takes a step back and says, um, "Parasites might be contagious," and then backs away <laughs> and has no interest in getting anywhere near him. Siliquet <laughs> at that point ste- steps forward slightly. Sorry, uh, Lerick, um It's best not to mention um, squid in front of Rana. It's he. He has a current obsession, a little bit of an obsession. Oh, is he allergic? No, no, no. no he's um, no. Well, he's fascinated. He's quite the opposite. He's quite fascinated by them, but he's never seen one. Um, ah. So um, it may just throw him off and confuse him. 
as well. He does tend to take things a little bit literally as well. Actually, that reminds me, though. It's a, it's a complete sidestep from what we talk about, but now we'll get right back on it. But um, I don't suppose you know where we might be able to see a live squid, do you? <laughs> I could go into detail why, but it is, yes. <laughs> to see a live squid, I mean, I understand that the fish markets will often have squids. Would, would it would it would it be prudent? Would you would you like to would you like me to order some squid? If you're if you're hungry, I could. Or if your friend is is curious to see one, I could always have one brought out. Bring out the squid. I heard they're delicious, but I I personally wouldn't like it because I'm vegetarian. But um, I think Rana wants to see swim. Do you, is that right, Rana? Rana's ears prick up immediately, um, and he says yes. He says um, if you can. If you have the power to summon summon a squid, and then turns turns to Percival and says, "This man has great magic," <laughs> and then turns turn, turns back to Eric and says, "Yes, I if if you can do this, I would be most I would be I would be very thankful. Perhaps perhaps I can uh, I can mix some herbs for the parasites that you suffer from. Yes." <laughs> Derek it does kind of a double take of just quick parasites and then just, just shrugs it off and just says, like, I don't understand this man. I, he whistles and a serving man comes through and Lerick turns to him and says, oh, could we get a could we get a plate of calamari, please? A whole, if you can manage it. And the servant bows and walks on out. Lerick then turns back to you and says, so these missives and he's sort of been absent-mindedly looking through the missives as uh, as you've been talking sort of sorting who each missive is supposed to be sent to and he looks to you probably to you Siliqui as you've done most mm-hmm. of the talking on the actual subject and says so Camp Vengeance are they coping? are they are they particularly well off? you mentioned that they needed help to be honest with you I, I would say they're just about surviving um, um, Percival steps in and says mm-hmm. no they're not oh they're having yeah, they've got a lot of uh, disease that they're dealing with, and I, I, I think they're dealing with food, but only just about. You know, they have constant disease. The water's infected, and the they're running out of food, and they have no um, insect repellent. So um, they are really struggling. Zibi and Andrea was very kind and healed a lot of people, and Rana purified the water, but um, they're, they're still not enough. As you guys are talking, you can see again, it's it's sort of, it's woe upon woe you can see on his face. He's quite downhearted at the state of the order. And in fact, he picks up one that appears to have been addressed to him, for he opens it up. Though he's lo- looking up at you and nodding, he's sort of glancing down at the parchment as well. And once he's finished reading it, he then pops it to one side and looks to you and says, the trouble is, I see the problem we're going to have here is establishing a supply chain to the camp. Clearly the order were not quite as strong as I thought they were. However, if they can secure a decent foothold in the jungles, then perhaps, and he seems to now sort of be talking to himself, yes, if they can they can drive out some of the undead, it would be worth my while. Might even get a recommendation. To be honest, I think they're, if they're going to be able to take out any of the undead, it's, it's quite a hard thing to completely kill the undead anyway. Um, but I think it'd be very few of them they'd be able to take out for the amount of them there is. 
I mean, they, they are great fighters, but um, the undead are a whole different kettle of fish, really. And uh, Rana, that's not literal, but they, um, <laughs> there's not actually a kettle with fish in. But they, I, I think it might be, a, they, they've bitten off more than they can chew. I personally think it might be a very, very difficult job for them. Rana sort of raises up his hand like he's going to tick off things from a list. And he says, mm-hmm. he says, camp needs clean water, food, healers. Man cannot fight if he is sick and thirsty. These are, these are what the camp needs. Repellent as well. Oh yeah, lots of insect repellent. There's a lot of people getting very ill. It was almost us. Rana nods the acknowledgement. Uh, it seems... It seems like... Well... What I will need to do is... I will need to arrange for a... Uh, a meeting with the merchant princes to... Discuss and arrange for some sort of supply chain to the order. I understand your... Your... Uh, misgivings perhaps given what you've seen of the order but they are on the whole fine warriors and a noble order and uh, difficult as it may be it's it's my duty to make sure that they have what they need to carry out the work they want i can arrange for a meeting perhaps with the merchant princes at golden throne and if if you would accept it would be useful to have your own uh, accounts of what you saw of the camp to ensure that you know they well that they believe that the order truly needs their aid to continue in the jungle do you mean as being there or do you mean as um like writing it down or something for you uh, being there would be good it certainly would give a good impression to hear it straight from those that saw saw the state of the camp firsthand i myself of course have heard it secondhand from you of course i will Ah, fabulous. It would be rather handy for us as well, because we also do need to speak to um, another one of the magic princes. We need to speak to um, a Jobo. Yes, we have a meeting with him tomorrow. Oh, fabulous. Well, if you can, possibly, if you are able to talk with Jobo and perhaps uh, get him on side, the more of the merchant princes that you talk to and convince of the order's need beforehand, the better our likelihood of, you know, making some real progress for the order. Mm. Do, you, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? I believe you are, you're looking to speak to them to secure um, funds and a uh, support system or a support network for the order. Is that, is that right? Exactly. And the more, the more merchant princes we have on board, the better. For, you see, the supply chain's will have to be negotiated through Portney and Zaro itself. And as a result, each merchant prince must agree that their own supplies are, well, available to be bought by the order. This would require no payments on your part. Do, do, not, uh, do not worry. But if you could perhaps talk with them, I, of course, will do my best to, uh, to make a good impression myself. But it would help if, you know, there was other parties that could make the need of the order heard absolutely I think we'd be happy to help what do you think um, Percival well I I mean it is noble cause and I was just wondering though do you know when we're going to get paid (laughs) paid how do you mean well we still haven't been paid from the last missives 
Ah, did you have... Uh, I see... Hang on. Ah, my mistake. I see here, yes, the good Commander Breakbone has in fact asked that, yes, you'll be paid for your service. My apologies. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. And at this point, the servant actually comes back through with a plate of calamari that has been... Well, it's basically been cooked up whole, so you have just a whole squid. <laughs> We're being paid in squid. Well, at least Rana's happy and Percival sits back down. <laughs> uh, the servant will come through and place it on what I kind of assume is like a coffee table between you guys is what I'm imagining. Probably slightly confused. Why have they asked me to cook a whole squid? <laughs> yes. Well, it seems to be of the opinion that you just kind of want some calamari. So it's effectively, it's like you've got this sort of squid rings like around the whole squid. You're, you're, it's not like that the, you're supposed to actually eat the squid, though you probably could if you wanted to. It's more that just they have brought out this sort of selection on top of a salad. Is it more like it's a decoration? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's more of a decoration, yeah. Here's a squid we had hanging around. I mean, if you want to eat the whole squid, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's a hotel complex. They probably can. Yeah, there you go. Rana is is fascinated, um, and he immediately sort of goes over, and he sort of crouches down. He examines it from from all angles, and then he he turns around and he looks and he says, "How does it walk?" Uh, walk. It's a sea creature. It swims, Rana. It, it lives in the sea, Rana. Yes, it's it's Rana sort of frowns and says it has no fins and then sort of pokes it and turns it over with the tip of one finger like looking for fins but but can't find any give me a nature check <laughs> this is how druid and he doesn't understand what the fuck a squid is <laughs> hey he's not in he, no he's not at a certain level yet to understand the swimming concept <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're you're gonna love this because i actually get a minus one to nature as a druid, <laughs> as a two. <laughs> You're the best druid this, ever. This creature just this creature baffles the hell out of you, Rana. It's, it's just yeah. It's got it's got ten tentacles. Two of them appear to be longer, but you just you cannot for the life of you work out how is this thing supposed to like survive in water? It doesn't even have a mouth, as far as you can tell. Well, no, Zibi's going to walk over and uh, sort of uh, go, Rana, Rana. Come here, boy. Right, runner, runner follows him. Uh, sort of, um, sort of like spread the the, the, the ten tentacles away and point at the uh, point at the the beak and go. It's related to a parrot. Runner's <laughs> runner's eyes widen, and 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 he looks. They're known as the parrots of the sea. Runner, runner nods and he says, "Has beak." Two eyes, looks at the eyes, and he says, "Feathers would soak up water and be bad to swim." And then just nods as though that makes complete sense and says, "I understand." Does it taste good? Try it. I try one of these. Try one of these. Um, uh, these. We 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 rings here. As a, with a nice batter on it. instinct as a marine biologist is just itching to correct you. But oh. just, I'm not going to say anything. Rana, if you put a couple of those rings in your pocket, I, uh, when we leave here, later on, I, uh, I have something that'll go really well with those. 
Mayonnaise, yeah. But it hasn't been hasn't been cut up yet, has it? It's the whole. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole squid, isn't it? So it is a whole squid, but around it are rings of calamari. The entire thing is on a bed of salad. There are little groups of squid rings around just a whole squid that's on top of the uh, salad. It's, it's that's, a classic, that's the way it's, it's looking. It's the classic seventies uh, dinner party salmon on a on a bed of lettuce yellow <laughs> affair. Got it. Yes. Right. Um, so yes. Rana, Rana. Uh, initially reaches for, for the, the entirety of the squid, but then realises everyone's looking at him. Look, he's not supposed to do that. So he, it, right at the last minute, his hand veers towards one side, <laughs> and uh, he, he, he picks up a squid, a squid ring, um, and he eats it. Uh, Rana thinks it's, it's it's delicious, and he enjoys it very much. But he says, "Does not taste like parrot." And then looks up brightly and smiles at everyone and says parrot is, is is very good to eat yes and then just the whole time just constantly shoveling a a, a stream of, of calamari into his mouth <laughs> like pringles you take one yeah. and suddenly yeah. you want another one and and then and uh. mostly mo- mostly loses interest in in the conversation because there's food and he likes it and just he's just snacking so yeah he he enjoys his creature comforts does Rana carry on quite literally (laughs) yep as this exchange is happening um Lyric when the servant came through he dropped off the calamari and Lyric asked the servant to go through and get something you kind of he sort of says it in a bit of an aside while you guys are kind of fiddling around with the squid the servant goes away and by the time uh, Rana has settled into eating his parrot that isn't a parrot the uh, the servant has come back with a small drawstring, and Lerick gives to you a hundred gold pieces. Awesome. Each or between, between us? us. Uh, no, it, it is to share between you. So twenty-five each. Yeah, not bad. Twenty-five, chaps. Thank you. Thank not too bad. Good for good for good for a little sort of find and fetch kind of mission. We almost died. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um. Please, uh, Mr. Dashland. Sorry, Mr. Dashland. I ve- I'm very sorry. Um, no problem, Lerick. Percival. <laughs> um, we have asked a lot of people about Nangalore and Orlando. We haven't found out a lot yet. We are, we are trying our best. Do not worry. We will be adventuring again once more very soon. And soon we will come back with that map that you so desire. I am pleased to hear it. Pleased to hear it indeed. Well, we're staying in town a few days just to get supplies and um, and sort ourselves ourselves out a little bit, and then um, ah, we've got... that reminds me. Where can I contact you when uh, when it is time to to meet the Merchant Princes at Golden Throne? Where, where would I where would I um, where would I address letters to? The, uh, the giggling squid and uh, per- Percival looks over Rana. <laughs> Rana looks up. Don't um, say the X word. Uh, <laughs> because, because the mention of the squid um, with his mouth like a hamster completely completely <laughs> stuffed with squid and just go mm, 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 and, and then just carries on eating uh, you're not going to get much out of him for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> we'll put him down later he'll be he'll out like a light <laughs> Lerick thanks you for uh, letting him know that but this now effectively is the end of the interview um, he has the missives from you guys, so unless there's yep. anything else yep. you want to ask him just now, uh, he will bid you adieu. No, I, I don't think so. 
Uh, no, I think that's... Anything else from you guys? Probably about it. No, at this point, Rana's polished off a, like as much squid as he can reasonably eat and looking mm. like very mildly like he's eaten more, slightly more than he should, but very pleased. Um, just turns around and just walks out the door. Um, <laughs> uh, question, did you, eat the, did you eat the whole squid as well? No, no, I was... I, I, Ron lent for it, but then realised that people were sort of widening their eyes, like maybe that wasn't a good idea. Mm. So he, he he grazed around the edge, but he didn't he didn't eat. So hopefully, no constitution roll for food poisoning. No, 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 no. I was simply asking to about uh, whether or not you might have uh, might have eaten like right through to the cuttle bone or something like that. Uh, uh, no. but, uh, right. That, by the way, is apparently very good for parrots. Um, yeah, uh, but, they're the uh, cuttlefish, aren't they? I digress. Is it yeah, yeah cuttlefish yeah. is effectively the squid. Yeah. yeah, they have this really like chalky bone that makes up uh, parts of their mantle, and it's it's technically edible, but it's not very tasty. It's mm-hmm. weird, hardly you find it on the beach a lot as well. Moving on, you head back out into the streets. It is still raining. Um, um yes. Sorry, just before um, Siliqui. Uh, like kind of kicks back a little bit while people walk ahead of her. I'm assuming everybody else just walked out. Uh, while everybody was heading for the door, uh, no. so yeah. Well, well, I, I'm assuming we are all kind of we were yeah. all leaving, but yeah. R- has gone. Yeah. So she just turns to Derek, which is slightly out of earshot, and just says, "Derek, um, I know you've heard of Robert um, and uh, all of his um, some of the things he went to. I'd love to sit and um, yes. bend your ear one day and and, this, and listen to the stories you've got of him or, or how well you you knew him." I, I do miss him so. Well, I have to say, I knew I knew him as as well as anybody. When sorry, I realised I called you Leric again. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you did. I'm very you sorry. Did. I will learn. I realised this. 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 I was about to say this. This familiarity. It's noted, young lady. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I knew Phoenix as as well as anybody that could know somebody who's constantly on the move. Uh, I would be more than happy to uh, talk about what I what I know of him and uh, to hear certainly I would love to hear some of the adventures that uh, that you you both went on um, such wonderful stories and certain certain uh, he sort of looks around to see if anybody's listening certain spells perhaps we might discuss he gives you kind of like a knowing look you can always try and um, and speak and, and um, yes if you're um, free maybe one of the evenings before we uh, head back out it'd be nice to um sit over a uh, maybe a hot drink or, or whatever and um, have a chat I would be delighted young lady uh, just call it my hotel I, with this climate regardless of uh, the actual deluge outside it's it's not good for my for my complexion I, I prefer to stay in if I can help it I, I understand it's um I'm trying to get yours to it myself it's a bit much it's um I'm a middle heat kind of girl, not too hot, not, not too cold. We have descended into talking of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> we have, yes. That um, is literally this is this is the content you come for, listeners. Um. <laughs> but thank you, Mister Dash, and I will um, come and see you uh, one evening, and, and we can um, have a nice talk. You've made Rana a very happy man, though, mm-hmm. with this squid. He's, um, it will mean um, we we may have a bit more of a peaceful evening. Not at all. Not at all. All right, then. Uh, you guys head on out. Um, are you going to head to the docks now? Because now that Rana's had a look at a squid, do you, do you want to go find another squid happy. at the no. docks? 
Rana has no interest. He's as far as he's concerned, he wanted to know what a scoop was. Um, the mission is achieved. He's still <laughs> slightly confused as to like how the squid giggles but he knows that parrots can mimic voices so the idea that a squid can laugh like a person that fits in with his worldview now so that makes that makes sense to him i've got to if you guys ever go to sea i have got to i've got to have like some sort of like giant squid encounter or something (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna happen that's just it's not not Uh, animal friendship yeah charm animal squid mount You're just sailing along, and there's just Rana riding a giant squid, like leaping like a <laughs> like a dolphin out of the water. <laughs> yeah, giggling. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> giggling. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Um, you guys head on down to the Grand Soup, which is where I'm assuming you're uh, you're heading. Um, mm-hmm. Who is buying what? What do, what do people want to get while they're there? Well, I want to try and sell my jungle goblin mask for a start. So how are you going to do this? Are you going to essentially sort of uh, try and do a bit of almost like busking, kind of like showing it off? Or do you want to just go up to somewhere that's selling like um, fashion wear and try and like persuade them to buy it? Or try and find someone that's selling sort of tribal artifacts, something like that. Hmm. Okay. So if you're going to somebody with like a tribal artifacts thing, I think that's going to be a persuasion rather than a performance. Okay. Uh, but you can do that with advantage if somebody's going to help you with like a uh, with the sale. Persuasion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who, who would you prefer to. to have help people? Actually, it doesn't matter really. Because it just gives you advantage. <laughs> who would you prefer? Yeah. Well, not fucking Percival. <laughs> um, probably Percival because he's the gobbiest one. So. Uh, um, so let's have a look. Uh, right. So. Uh, okay. So there's so there's two ways this could work. Um, yeah. If you do want Percival to help you, I would. I don't actually know if you have like decent performance or anything. Um, Percival, but oh, I true. would I would say I guess that Percival is more of a performance guy in terms of how he persuades people to do things. Would that I, be a I fair assessment? Actually, um, What's your performance? He's he's a bit of a weird one. I, I've got a plus two on performance. Oh, okay, so not incredible, yeah. but not terrible either. I've, I've yeah. actually got a plus yeah. three on persuasion. So. Oh right, yeah. oh, in which case you can you, just do you, it with a might be just be easiest just for you to do it with advantage then. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, let's roll a d20 until it happens. Uh, so, 12 with 15. So, let's try Ooh. the second one with advantage then. I mean, it's not. It's not mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There oh. you go. Okay, that's a 14. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll take the first one then, 15. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, <laughs> thank <laughs> Well, yeah, because the second um, one was, the second one was so lower, <laughs> so I'm going to take the first one. <laughs> we have to check, Nick. We have to check. Okay. <laughs> I think what happens here is you are able to you are able to persuade them to buy it, um, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's not high enough. You kind of you get like five silver for it, and you do feel a little bit cheated because you feel like I don't think I haggled that very well. Um, but you do manage to sell it for five silver. Well, no, I didn't go quite as well as I thought, but hey, never mind. Don't look at me. No. Hey, it's all your fault. You're standing there. <laughs> you could have talked to him. You could have talked to him. Come on. You know that he would have, you know, tried to rip you off, whatever. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's a hard sell in the Grand Souk. Um I believe the other thing, Zibi, you kind of wanted to look for was a book? Or do you want to, like, uh, save that for no, another I'll, day? I'll wander around and I'll have a quick look for this. Roll me an investigation. Uh, see if okay. you can find anybody here. Uh, investigation. Do, what do I have for that? Um, no, it's only a plus one. Right, okay, but fine. 
Uh, whilst whilst this is going on, I, I would like to say that I I may hmm? I may slink off at one point. Oh, as in as in Percy. Yes, as oh not me, not me personally, but Percy. All right, fair news. Personal. Yeah, I'd just say just, that. <laughs> just to note, um, uh, whilst this is happening, um, Rana has found, um, or Rana will, Rana will sort of browse the nearest stall that has any sort of um, Chelton weapon type stuff. So clubs, spears, javelins, uh, anything along that lines, uh, and anything mm-hmm. that's selling sort of um, sort of a pelts or animal hide and things like that. Any leather workers and things. He's just gonna have a, a general browse. Whilst this is going on, see what's available. Okay, thank you. But um, Siliqui also says to Rana, um, so, Rana, um, she walks slightly over to him and says, "You know, um, in regards to the uh, the collar, um, I I want to go and find a haberdashery and um, a uh, arts and crafts. Um, do you want? Did you want to wander with me and see if there's any um, uh, bits and pieces of colours and things that you you might like to point out?" Rana's very pleased with this, uh, and he immediately lifts his arm and points at a stall uh, that he can see um, that has uh, it's had lots of feathers and brightly coloured sort of tanned leathers and things. I mean, just grabs grabs mm-hmm. Sil's wrist and then just tows her through the crowd because he likes shopping and he's never really had wealth before. <laughs> he doesn't, uh, and so so yeah, he he he, oh. he he heads to the yeah. He's excited by this. This is fun. Colours are good. He's he's a developing he's a yes. developing capitalist. Excellent. Um, uh, so the queen shouts over his shoulder. What belong? Gets dragged off. Okay, I think um, Siliqui, we did originally, uh, we did out of game decide yeah. that it was going to be a gold piece or two gold pieces. I can't remember exactly how said, much we it said. Was like two for a big opponent's pack of um, all sorts of fun haberdashery yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'd say yeah. That that sounds sounded fair to me. Um, Nick, sorry, just going back to the investigation yeah. you were doing. That was a nine, was it? I saw. That was a nine in total. Yes. Okay, so that isn't going to be enough to find uh, find a, someone selling books, especially in this kind of weather. Books are not really even with the tent. It's not an incredible thing to sell um, in the Grand Souk. However, you are able to find one or two merchants when you sort of like lean over to ask if anybody, if they know of anybody selling books, they do mention that there would be a bookstore somewhere in the east of the city in the market ward, which Mm -hmm. on the map is down this way. (coughs) Unfortunately, the person isn't able to give you directions, but they said, if you have sort of like a look around that kind of area, so down here, where we're staying in the east of the city, where the giggling squid is, it's just a bit further east. east. Yeah. It's just a bit further east, really. Oh, he's not far from there. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, if, if Rana and uh, Siliqui have gone um, haberdashery shopping mm-hmm. and um, uh, Percy has possibly slinked off, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to sort of, uh, Zibby suddenly finds himself standing alone in the market and he goes, oh, hey then, I'll just, <laughs> bollocks then, I'm going to go and have a look for a book. Toddle off on my own. Uh, yeah, and he'll wander off down to, uh, <laughs> uh, down to here somewhere and wander around right then so uh shall we say we'll split we'll split this up then and go with first uh Siliqui and rana as the two of you are headed over to haberdasheries you've got kind of like i'd say two or three hours until like the evening um are you mm-hmm. just spending the afternoon looking at haberdashery stuff or is there um, anything else you're doing rana would also uh like to 
he'd like to pick up just as he's going. He'd like to pick up uh, an extra javelin, um, just because uh, he lo- left one behind, wedged in the wall in the temple. So Rana would like to go and replace one of his javelins. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will cost you the amount that it says in the um, yep in the player's handbook. Um, as that's not especially special item. That's fine. I will go and deduct that accordingly. Uh, so the queen mm-hmm. wants to. Is there any um, sort of art store with paints and pigments? Yeah, there would def- there would definitely be some of that. What 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 are you what are you looking for from is them? Is there anything particularly special in the um, paints and pigments? Probably not. You're not going to find like. Um, uh, what are they? What are they called? Something. Somebody's marvelous pigments yeah, or something like that. There's, there's something like that. Yeah. That is on my yeah, wish yeah. list. I haven't put it on there yet, but that is one of my wish list things. Being that she's proficient with paints. Look, DM DM Santa cannot give you things if you don't if you don't know what you're after. Um, really shit rapper. Um, anyway. And also. Is there any tattoo places? Tattoo places? Ooh. Um, mm. Interesting. I had not considered tattoo things. However, I see no reason why not. Um, there probably would be, like, maybe maybe in one corner of the souk, there is um, there are one or two people, but it's They're like... not quite like, yeah. I'm not going to get hepatitis C as soon as I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it'll be that kind of, like, I've seen... Um, the sort of ancient style of uh, tattooing, I think, involves like hitting a needle with like, a hammer to yeah. sort of create it. So it's a lot more time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Are you wanting to add a add a tattoo to your body? I'm guessing. She's checking them out. She uh, is already big on her tattoos and things. Anyway, she's having a look at the, their styles and how mm-hmm. good they are, and also if there's any magical tattoos. Magical tattoos. Mm-hmm. You have to <laughs> ask the difficult <laughs> questions, don't you? Um, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so a magical tattoo is definitely going to be something that's quite high end. That's going to be quite yeah. expensive, I think. But you can see, like, maybe there's, maybe they, you know, obviously, uh, again, this is a little bit stereotyping. So again, sorry if this does come across as a stereotype. But, you know, the tattoo artists have tattoos themselves. And you can see they sort mm-hmm. of, they show off. Uh, some of the ones that their counterparts can do. There are probably going to be designs similar to, obviously, the jungle animals um, that you can find in Cholt, including, obviously, dinosaurs, but not limited to them. Um, mm-hmm. You see one that is quite interesting. It appears to be a dragon turtle sort of breaching from the water. Did you say mm-hmm. dragon turtle? I did say a dragon turtle, yes. It is a dragon okay. that is also a turtle. Clues in the name. Okay, yep, yep carry on. <laughs> exactly. There are also a selection of kind of geometric patterns that you would have noticed are all along the walls and some of the uh, buildings in Portland and Zara. So Portland and Zara is quite colourful. Um, there mm-hmm. are quite a few like paintings and frescoes on walls, bits of, uh, bits of the sort of hills that each of the major landmarks are on. So you could potentially get some uh, some patterning or, you know, flourishes and that sort of style if you're looking for something a bit more abstract. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I imagine you would also have the potential of getting some magical ones that, yes, do take longer, are more expensive, but would be effectively like the... like mini Maui out of um, Moana. 
uh, you know, they sort of, they would move, they'd range from things that do almost like a GIF kind of thing of just a repeated sort of action to the very high-end ones, which are almost semi-sentient paintings on your body that will, you know, react to things happening. Oh, some of them are amazing, like the coiling grasp tattoos and those are different awesome tattoos. Mm. Yeah, I've nothing specific up, but that's yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> But yes, you could certainly, like, for instance, if you wanted to get, like, a snake that was coiling around your wrist or something like that, you could probably get something like that, um, or a Tyrannosaurus or something. I honestly have no idea if D&D has any kind of rules in place for selling tattoos, so I have no idea of the price. I will, <laughs> however, make a note of it and look that up so that if you want to yeah. buy that in the future, we can um, definitely sort something out. I think she probably wouldn't bother with anything today. She would probably try and maybe if they weren't busy like chat to some of the tattoo artists just to get into a conversation she's tr basically just trying to work them all out and feel them out to work out whether she wants to come back to get one at some point okay this is specifically to do with talking about their styles you're not like trying to learn more about the city or anything like that are you no no, no she's just literally talking to him about tattoos it's that whole like you talk right. thing you know with um when you you know you both talk about the same sort of industry and you're there for ages going mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah talk about tattoos okay Siliqui, what I'd like you to do is roll me a perception for me. Perceive that thing. <laughs> 17 oh, and, and 5, 12, 12. no, 22. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take away. Lost 10. It's like, wow, you like a minus 5. In <laughs> <laughs> no, 22. <laughs> You're chatting, chatting quite amicably mm -hmm. with the tattoo artists. And you just kind of like, as part of the conversation, you know, you're, you're sort of, you're keeping, keeping an eye on your surroundings. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot someone looking your way. It's a little tricky to tell. You kind of, you take, take a look. And when you actually look at them properly, you can see they're looking at a stall. But you could have sworn a second ago they were looking in your direction. And sort of trying to kind of keep up the, keep up the chat. You notice whenever you're looking sort of, somewhere near them but not directly at them you do see that they're stealing glances at you they're quite some distance away there's quite a few people there but through the crowd you can see this person just sort of glancing in your direction 